Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's episode, I have another repeat guest. He was actually, I want to say, my second or third episode I ever did. Um, honestly, you're kind of like a public figure now in Buffalo. People are starting <laughs> to know who you are. Um, you went from you went from being Mr. Popular on LinkedIn to fucking being Mr. Popular at Mercyhurst. Oh, my Mr. God. Popular. I know, I'm just fucking with you. But uh, Cody Miles, my guy, how we doing? Yo, you keep gassing me up like that. My head might explode. But yeah, man, like you said, uh, happy to be back. One of the first guests on the show. Um, and it's been it's been cool to see your journey and keep growing with it. So happy to be back, man. What are we getting into tonight? Uh, how it is. It's fun. It's fun to do. It, it, of course. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's good with you? I know we're doing it a little bit later than usual just because you were, you know, you're trying to hit Gain City, get the pump going. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to be like you, so I was in the mm-hmm. I was in the weight room a little bit, little leg day. My legs are, you know, they need some work, so we've been hitting them, you know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just been in the gym, just moved back to Buffalo, so just trying to get on a better routine, get on a consistent grind, you know. So, I'm going to work, making time for friends and family is kind of my focus right now. Yeah, you texted me before we even started doing this. You texted me. You were saying that uh, you feel now that like you're actually like committed to like going to the gym and like taking care of your health and shit like that. Not that you're like out of shape or anything like that, but you were saying how much better you feel and how much like you don't feel you don't feel like so like down and like out all the time. Correct. It's so far so good. It's it's been a code really like you know the gym no matter how i feel and just knowing i'm out of that feeling better maybe maybe one percent better but i feel better than i did before i ever went so um and it just kind of translates to other areas of my life like just being able to be prepared like focus or strategize on something different or even something as simple as like make a meal for myself or go to the grocery store or something stupid like that and not just being lazy and like getting fast food or whatever it's just like being prepared and knowing like that you can just do it everything no but like i don't know ever since i've been in the gym my mindset's been a little bit more clear and i'm like all right just just get it done it's not that bad you know yeah i feel that do you know who um i'm not even pronouncing his name right is uh max lugarver i don't even know how to fuck to say that but it's like l-u-g-a-v-e-r-e he's like a uh health and wellness journalist. Um, he's read a lo- like a lot of books on like, um, he has a book called the genius kitchen. And then his one podcast is like the genius life. He was just on uh, Joe Rogan the other day. Like every time you work out, it's like fresh, like a fresh supply of like oxygen and like blood and like all that shit that goes to like your brain and like throughout your body yeah. and stuff. So like, I know like when you were texting me, I was saying to you how, I was just being a lazy piece of shit and I didn't, I hadn't like sweat or like worked out in like a good two weeks. And I literally felt so depressed, like not depressed, yeah. like not, not depressed in the sense of like, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't get out of bed, but I just felt so sluggish. And then um, I finally worked out again and it was like, I had like coffee injected in my, <laughs> my butt, my bloodstream. <laughs> like I was fucking zero to a hundred. Is yeah. that like the feeling you have with it? hundred percent. I mean, that's how it goes for me. Like I go very consistent for, I don't know, let's say like three months. Like, cause I've been on really good stretches where I don't, you know, obviously I get a couple of days of rest in the week, but I'm going five days a week and I'm feeling fucking fantastic feeling like on top of the world. But then I, I get off. I'm like, whatever, a couple of days off, a couple more, a couple more snowball effect. And then I just stop. And I get in that cycle like at least three times a year. So I'm trying to string together those wins and just stop like being sluggish at the end. Just keep going. Yeah, no, I feel that. Do you think like obviously we, we've had this conversation again, like something separate is that like I know a lot of people that just like they don't work out because they're just like they either it's like they don't know how to when they're actually in a gym um or they just are just like no i don't have time for it and stuff like that um not going the route of like shitting on people or shitting on that idea but more so of just like the thought process of like 
if people know like working out is so good for you and I'm not saying like you got to be throwing up weight to be a weight room warrior but I just meant like from the aspect of like stretching going for a walk you know doing something daily that you're like gonna sweat why do you think from your like point of view that it's like such a daunting thing to so many people when we know it's one gonna make us feel better and two like it it is gonna like prolong your life yeah I I mean I think that's a great question first of all because I've been I've been that I still am that like I'm talking you know every day is different for me it's like you get up and you feel one way or you feel another way and then you either decide to go that way or that way you you figure out what you want to do so that daunting aspect literally is every day of my life I'm like dude I don't want to go to the gym I don't have time to go to the gym both of those are somewhat true but at the end of the day all of us want to feel better all of us can make the time if we have to or if we if we choose and so I think a lot of people have that thought where it's like dude they see like this guy with like abs and big arms or you know, girl, you know, getting working out, like whatever, but they don't, they don't see all the time that goes into that, that years, that's not like just a month. They think they'll never get to that. It's just consistent things. Like I'll be honest, my routine is totally different now than it was when I was going hard, like in at college or whatever, my gym routine, I'll be straight up. I do 30 minute incline, 15 uh on the treadmill just to get some cardio in without like stressing myself out but i still burn like like good calories do like 20 to 30 minutes on that depending on how i feel or what i'm what i'm doing that day and then honestly i just do different areas of the body every single day maybe like three to four workouts nothing crazy maybe like a half hour total then i hit the abs then i go recover on the on the massage chair that is it that's all i do and do I you feel think... great. And that takes not a lot of time that maybe, maybe an hour to an hour and 10, 15 minutes. Like anyone could do that. That's true. Do you know? So, you know how obviously like in high school, you got to do like gym class and stuff. Like, do you think that it should be, um, rather than doing like sports and stuff, you should like, they should like gym teachers should in a way like, uh, gym is essentially like educating you on different ways that you like you can train your body and work out because I feel like for a lot of people they don't do it just because they don't have that confidence or they don't know even know like where to start with it and then on top of it you have the yeah. nutrition as you have the nutrition aspect of it of course I mean it was really I'm not going to say it was like easy for me but like I played sports my whole life played college like played sports in college so like you you had it like you had workouts written for you you had like all right, we're doing this because we're going to make you more explosive on the field or we're going to do this because this is, you know, going to be good for your conditioning. Whereas, like, the average everyday person, like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, and I'm not saying that, like, uh, like uh, you shouldn't do it because you don't know, but I'm just, like, I'm trying to figure out, which is, like, the whole point of this podcast as a whole is, like, where do we make those improvements with uh, communication and knowledge of what is going to better and enhance our lives um, but it all starts like when you're a kid and when you're younger. So like where yeah. would you see that being implemented? Yeah, no, I, I mean, like you said, you played sports. I played sports all throughout school as well. Um, I think it's a great idea to get that early implementation of like how to work out and why to work out and like what different activities to do for your body type. Cause everyone's different. Um, but I mean, they kind of do that a little bit. But they don't really tailor it to each individual. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea because, like, for me, for an example, like, I'm not trying to get huge. I'm just trying to, one, feel good, and, two, have, a, like, a little bit of tone, a little definition, you know, like, nothing crazy. I just want to look and feel good. Like, and that means something different to every single person that, that does it. So even, like, go walk, that, like, if there's days I can't work out, like I got to get out for like a 10 minute walk, just being out in nature or even on the street, even in the sun, whatever, just feeling like alive, getting out of the house, get some fresh air. Like that, that you don't even realize like everyone's at a different point in their, you could say fitness career or just working out in general. But mm -hmm. like, as long as you're doing something, I don't, I don't care. Like that's, that's progress to me. If you go for a two minute walk, do that for a week then go for a four minute walk like you know what i mean just yeah no I... 
Yeah, no, I feel that wholeheartedly. No, last time we uh, we did this, you were you know you were talking about like what exit forty four was like, and you were still at Mercy at the time. You hadn't graduated yet, so like you were doing like all those oh, like yeah. live like those live events and shit like that. And then now, um, well, no, because you just accepted a new job and now you're back in Buffalo. But prior, okay, in between the first time I talked to you and then obviously today. Um, you were working at Dick Sporting Goods out in Rochester. You were doing like their live events and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I was working, uh, obviously Dick Sporting Goods, but it was specifically House of Sport, which is a new uh, tail concept that they developed. Um, and and Rochester was the first area to to get that concept. So I was there, like you said, doing the events, which was. It it was a it was a really sick job and I'm very blessed and thankful to have had the opportunity as well as met the people, obviously coworkers and the athletes and stuff that came through the doors because that place is is going going crazy. So yeah, really a great spot. How did you how did you even get that job in the first place? Were you did you just apply like you saw it on LinkedIn? Like what? Because you know where I'm you know what I'm about to ask you next. I'm just trying to like, yeah. Lead, you know what I mean? I'm like trying to lead you there. It's yeah, more yeah, so yeah. of like <laughs> for like anyone listening that doesn't know, but like how did you come across that job? Did you just straight up apply or like who? No who, man, it's like how, it's like how everything goes. It's like how every good story starts. I'm down bad on my luck. I just graduated college, feeling like a loser because I didn't have a job straight out of the gate. But I was doing the exit 44 stuff at school. Post graduation, I was I was just working like on my side projects, on my on my side hustle, and just like putting out content, shooting content, like trying to get involved with anything that I could. Obviously, con- connect with my my people that were doing stuff in the industry. And I'm just working at a bank one day uh as a part-time bank teller like I had no direction had no like idea what I was going to do because I didn't think anything was going to happen for me get a text from an old guy uh that I that I knew from Mercier a good friend uh hits me up and he's like hey I know you've been doing that stuff at school with exit 44 with the events uh we have this job um an event programming lead uh at this new store and I had never heard of it um and I was like, fuck, dude, I don't even know if I could do this. But just had a little bit of blind faith, applied, absolutely smoked the interview, felt very confident, and then uh, moved to Rochester. And that that's just how it happened for me. <laughs> smoked the interview. I did, funny. bro. That, like, sometimes like, I feel good in interviews. And other times, like, I just feel like I, I botched it completely. But COVID helped with the interview thing because it was all virtual. So I had some notes. Yeah. I felt good. I was in my own house. All this stuff. So, yeah. you had you had the shirt and tie up top, and you're fucking sitting there in your boxers and your tidy whiteies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You know. Yeah. No, I feel that. No. So, like, what I was leading you towards, because I know we talk about this all the time, is you like, and we touched on it last time about school and how we felt personally for like things that we want to do and like the exit 44 stuff that you were doing it's like the education system's kind of behind the eight ball for like where the world's going whereas like when we were at mercyhurst there wasn't i mean they probably have it now because one of my friends said that they have it at one of their schools for their like younger i think brother or whatever but there's no classes on like um paid ads uh social media like the business of social media where yeah. you see like all these companies like Barstool, um, even like the Nelk Boys and Full Sand, and like they literally are running like an online business and um, doing like paid ads, doing advertisements, affiliate marketing, like all those different things, right? And there's when we were in school, the classes weren't set up that way that they had that information because it's such a new thing. And you've talked to me a lot about Exit 44 and all the things that you want to do that you've been working on, like side projects, side hustles and stuff that you would like to have like as a full time business. But you kind of were like failing forward in a way where you didn't know what the fuck you're doing. And as you were going, you just kept stacking on top of it and implementing it and kind of like learning on the fly and kind of like um, letting you know, every fuck up and error be like your school of hard knocks versus like going into getting a, a specific degree. And how I said earlier that I was leading you a certain place is that you ended up getting that Dick Sporting Goods job from someone that knew you were trying to do something similar. 
you through exit 44 which was like your little like business you were trying to start you were doing live events at mercyhurst doing basketball tournaments you were doing giveaways you were doing like interviews you were doing kickball tournaments and you kind of created a community around you know essentially live events even though you didn't know what the hell you were doing and that yeah. gave you the you, that gave you the credibility to some people that knew other people that led you to this dick sporting goods job had you not done that you maybe never would have gotten that job in the first place because you would have to sell yourself on oh i can do this i can create an event without actually any like hands-on like experience or like a legitimate product that you could put on your resume to offer them they didn't really need to go into much depth with you because they were like oh what we're trying to get someone to do you've already done that on your own so you've already shown that initiative that like I'll figure it out on the fly, stuff like that from before I'm like getting long winded here is looking back, how much, how valuable do you find like everything you did to lead you to where you are? Cause I feel like nowadays people kind of like want to be told what to do or rather than taking an idea in their head, they don't know how to implement it. And they don't realize that like a lot of, opportunity that other people could look at from afar and be like, wow, Cody's lucky. Cody gets all these opportunities. They don't realize it comes from just being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm just going to try <laughs> to do something cool and see what happens from it. Yeah. No, dude, you have to do it. I can't even stress that enough. Is like, you have to do it because if you're not nowadays, someone else is doing it. You literally have to, I would be fucked if I didn't just try, because exit 44, which is sad to say, I don't even do that anymore. That was just a stepping stone, like a passion project for me to one, try stuff, see what I actually liked before I went out into the real world trying to find a job. So that was my test market Two, meet a ton of cool people. And three, have a body of work that I could present, like you said, present to a company and say, hey, look at what I've done and what I'm doing and apply it to make better solutions for your business, which all three of those components came together. I was trying stuff. People knew I was doing it. I was meeting people. So someone reached out to me because they had met me. They knew me. They knew I was doing it. And then I had a body of work to present them. That's how I got the dicks job learned and then that that platform just brought me up to a new level learned a fuck ton of knowledge like corporate and professional knowledge from that job in my what eight nine months i was there to apply to really hone down my skills and learn what i wanted to do which in idea and content creation which led me to this new job that i literally started what yesterday yesterday was my first day uh at dave and adams uh card world in buffalo so yeah i mean you take a gamble on yourself and really try like who cares if you're not getting views or likes don't look at it look at it as like you're getting experience that's gonna set you up if you do it properly you do it consistently so yeah do you think uh do you think that the foundation has to come from you so like what i mean by that is like um, how do I want to ask this is more so of like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of like a good, like analogy for it. That would like I think I know what sense. you're saying. Okay. I, yes, I figured it out. Okay. So like the best thing that I can put in, like that I can put into like tangible, like thought is when you get to college and you're playing a sport, regardless of what level it's at, whether it's division one, two or three, right. But you're playing like a school, like a, an NCAA sanctioned sport. Yeah. You uh, coaches recruit you coaches recruit you based off the potential that they see, right? Like we can agree to that. They, yeah. they recruit you based off the potential that they see and that they think that you would fit into that system and stuff like that. And then obviously once you get into there, you're going to have to learn because there's levels to the game. Like you're, if you're on a team, whether it's D1, D2, D3, you're good enough to play at that level based on the potential and what you naturally already have. And then you get in there and you learn the coaches systems, you learn how the, how the game's being played. And then, I was just talking to my buddy, Chris, which I'm dropping his episode uh, after yours next week. And he played baseball at UB. And he was saying how like 
you go from being like a, a kid that can do, you know, everything. So like on the baseball field, he was able to hit field pitch, like he did everything. But then when he got to college, the, he had one role. And then you build upon that role because yeah. at the higher, higher levels, whether it's business or it's sports, like the, the success and failure is like razor thin and there's money that's involved, whether you see it or not, because if you're giving kids scholarships, that means that's not, that's money that you're banking on that kid to contribute to win you games. No different than, you know, someone offering you a job saying, Hey, we're going to bank on you to meet our bottom line for our business or something that we think we're going to do. But they know that they're going to teach you and train you like every job does from the get go. But they knew that they didn't, it wasn't, they didn't have to reinvent the wheel with you because you were already just throwing shit at a, at a board, seeing what's stuck. And yeah, then, you were already you, inventing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you were essentially building your own foundation for yourself. And then you can then, from that foundation that you started to build, you can start connecting the dots. And then, you know, other people are like, oh, I started the same way or I started this way. I learned this. Don't do this. Do that. Do that. And then from just those, like, conversations that you had you then can you know make everything neat button it up do your own little research and then when you go to that next opportunity and next job you can speak speak intellectually and articulately on that experience and why this didn't work and what you learned from that and it's almost like you seem five years ten years ahead of actually where you are and it leads mm -hmm. more opportunities in the on like the back end for you do you think that that's something that a lot of people just flat out don't understand because i don't think it's something you can understand unless you actually try to do it yourself uh yeah a lot of layers there i think first of all like it's corny but like you have to want it like no one's just gonna like spoon feed you or present something to you like yeah they might but at the end of the day you have no control over that what that could be you really have to go out and build that foundation for yourself and I've had great success with doing that myself. Um, like, you know, you have to do it. There's, there's no other way around it because if you don't do it, someone else will present something that you have no control of to say or do. Um, I have like learned so much, but I, I still don't know anything. Everything oh, that I've learned <laughs> has gotten me to the point that I'm at. And then I get to the, point and it's like a knowledge reset like i don't know anything again and i get to this next level and and once i get there i don't know anything and i'm trying to you know like I'm not saying that you forget thing that you've learned but once you to quote unquote where you want to be you stay hungry to keep elevating i don't even remember what the original question was but yeah build that yeah i do build that foundation like no one will fucking do it for you we were talking about the gym earlier do you think that um this just popped in my head do you think that the success that people have in the gym is like almost identical to how it is in business in the sense that like say if you work out for 30 to 40 minutes every single day you're not going to see result after a week two week three four five six you might not even see that big of a result after i don't know six seven months but after like say a year two three four five yeah. years it kind of looks like you're an overnight success and it looks like you're super lucky yeah and like you get afforded opportunities no one else does. And then the other people are like, it's unfair without realizing that like, it's the same thought process and the same like building blocks. Like you can go work out, do something crazy. You're not going to see a result. You look at the me in the mirror, but like over time through that process of like fucking up, learning, fucking up, learning, fucking up, learning, you end up being like, Oh shit. I actually just gave myself an entire like class on what I'm trying to learn. Yeah. Because the gym, business literally anything is all the same in the fact that it's all discipline like who like it doesn't matter like i said earlier go for a one minute walk you worked out no one asked what the quality of your workout was you worked out obviously that only lasts so long because you have to be real with yourself and say all right well one minute walks aren't really doing anything for my body or anything but that is the foundation. Like doing a podcast once a week. That's the foundation. Doesn't mean anything in a week's time. But all right, try out 104 weeks. That's two years if my math serves. 
uh, then you might have some fucking uh, bodies of work underneath you. And then that foundation just turned into a body of work. And then that t- turns into vet that you can either sell or present to something. And that doubles back and it's continually evolving as you build small foundations. What like, was, yeah, w- looking back, what were, because you did the live events at Mer- a lot of like stuff like that um just like organically with what you were trying to do with exit 44 and then obviously you saw a more buttoned up like corporate structure through dick sporting goods which is a phenomenal business what now that you had that experience what when you look back what are like some of the biggest things that you didn't even realize you didn't even know and you realize like oh had I to do this all over again, I wouldn't do this. I would do that. If I, I you know what I mean? Like, what are yeah. what were those things? Um, it's weird because I think everything, at least in my perspective, has to do with people, and I think I do a great job of connecting with people on a on a genuine and organic level. So, I learned. I actually, it's funny. It's ironic because the quote is exactly what I'm employing here. But one of the one of the best quotes or whatever that I had heard um, is actually from uh, a guy from Barstool, uh, Roan. I don't know if you know him, but yeah, um, he learned this quote from a teacher, I believe, or something like that. And the quote is, listen like a thief. And I heard that, obviously hearing it and then using it, listening like a thief, like I don't know why it stuck with me for so long, but that is something I've tried to literally implant in my listen like a thief. And what I mean by that is every, everywhere you go, there's knowledge, there's game being spread around, no matter good, bad, whatever. You can literally use that knowledge that you're soaking up everywhere you go and apply it to your own situation. So that's that and that I would always do again if I had the opportunity to like do this. You know what I mean? Uh, and if I were to do it all over again, something that I would try to avoid or maybe be more reflective on is just like, you know, take your approach and realizing that it's okay to fuck up. That's part of it. It's okay to fail. It's okay to do something wrong. You know, all the pretty much synonyms, but it's okay to fuck up. Like it's okay to not go as planned because oftentimes that's the better version of it anyway. That's the way it was supposed to go. So just knowing that that's going to happen and that's going to be a learning tool. Um, kind of, cause I, I always thought everything had to be perfect and I was anxious about like events and, Oh, I, this has to be right. All this stuff. But at the end of the day, no one besides me thought about or realized any of that stuff. So just go with it, you know, be happy yeah, no. in, the, in the chaos. Yeah, exactly. And you, uh, and while you were doing the Dick Sporting Goods thing, you ended up working with Trainwreck, or like, how did? Because Trainwreck Sports, you know, a yeah. lot of people in Buffalo, that's like a big thing. When you told me you were doing shit with Trainwreck, I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I see you like stepping your game up, getting yeah. your name out there and stuff. Um, how did the Trainwreck Sports opportunity come about? And like, what do you do there? And like, what are? Because you've texted me a couple times that like I'm hosting this, I'm hosting that. So like, full picture, like. How did Trainwreck come about? What do you do with Trainwreck? Like, what what's the vision there for what they want you to do? Right. And then just more so of, like, how much power um, – well, maybe not power, but how much leeway have they given you to be, like, creative and implement your own ideas and stuff like that? Dude, this – like, how do I explain this? Like, I feel like Trainwreck is – like, I embody Trainwreck. And not in like a cocky way, but I feel like everything that we do and everything that we're doing is like to a T how I feel about myself. So long story short, I had always wanted to do like, obviously every kid, every college kid wants to be, you know, in that media light, like in, with with the barstool shit, with Nelk, with like all the vloggers and stuff on YouTube. Everyone wants to be in that like kind of vibe or that lifestyle. And I, myself included, but anyway, I was at rec room one night and I've always followed train wreck and I just saw them there doing a live show. And I was like, really vi- like in the moment, we talk about this a lot, visualizing, like I was literally standing on Chippewa 
at night. It was the Bills versus Chiefs last October, literally a year ago almost, maybe past, I think, because um, it came up on my phone. And I saw them. I was just like, I can do that. And not only can I do it, I can add value and I can add my own flavor and creativity and bring something special to this brand. So I reached out to one of the guys there. Uh, Al and Maniac were there. And, uh, you know, nothing ever came about it because I would send DMs and all this stuff. And it was like, whatever. But I don't, like I said, that's part of the process. I never got discouraged. Um, I would always just kind of follow up and, excuse me, engage with their stuff. Um, just be like, Hey, I'll literally help out for free. I'll do whatever. Like just trying to get my hands on, on this project. I love what you guys do. And just like everyone, there's so many people that have done that or do that. Uh, I'm getting long winded, but whatever, you know? So long story short, I reached out in October, never heard a word, reached out maybe a couple times, whatever. Finally have a meeting with them. They, they agree. I meet with them on zoom or something. In January, I talk about all the ideas I want to do, all the things I'm talented in, in, in terms of like technical skills, all the creative ideas I want to do. And they don't let just anyone join the team. You know, they're protective over their brand. And, you know, we talk about this with a lot of like Buffalo creatives and stuff like protective over the things that they built because that's literally their lifetime work. You know what I mean? So. pitch them and I didn't hear anything back and I'm like well they probably didn't then like a week later I get signed on I, that's it I just talked for way too long uh, and there's a lot more I want to dive into that a huge, huge huge it's really a top priority other than family and my job and my girlfriend like that is my that's it it used to be extra 44 and now it's it's I'm all a train wreck you know yeah, well, be- quick shout out to Mal. Gotta give Mal a shout out. Of course. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, no, no. So, like, what? What exactly though? Like, you you got signed on, right? That's what you just said. But like, what was? What did they say to you? What did they fuck with you on? Like, what did they like? Where they're just like, okay, we need, we got to bring this kid on because with those type of businesses, um, I feel as though that they only. They'll only bring you on if they view you as an asset. Like just being, just being real about yeah. it. Like they're only going to bring you on if they look at you as an asset or a potential. Like you potentially could bring something to the table that's going to help them and get to like where they're getting to. Because ultimately, it's a business. What was that conversation? If you're allowed to say, like that brought. You um. On? Yeah. Uh. I mean, it was like. Like I said, I brought ideas. I had a literal whole page of ideas for any sort of content that I wanted to do or, you know, specific ideas for like video or whatever. So I brought that. I think they were really impressed with my preparation. Like I, 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 I went to that meeting knowing that it was like, all right, I followed these guys for a while. And then I reached out to these guys for like four, three, three or four months, hadn't heard anything. So like, this might be the only time I have to capture their attention for 10 minutes. So I need to come in there and be prepared. So I went in there with a list of ideas. Um, some of the ideas that you see today, bacon, egg and cheese review. Um, obviously didn't have a name back then, uh, but they were very like, they were straight up. They were blunt. They were like, we're not like going to just let anyone have a show. Like you have to be, trustworthy you have to be hardworking. you can't just join train wreck get a little bit of clout and then never do any work you know what i mean so they were like Mm -hmm. very straight up on that and i i understood that from the jump and i knew that going into it so i just kind of went and uh put like my mindset to it and i was like fuck well if they're gonna say that right off the rip but i can only imagine how bad it would be if i got in and then did exactly what they said you know what I mean? Because they've seen it happen. They've been around for, I think, seven years now. Mm-hmm. So, like, like people are just now getting to notice them. Like you said, people think it's that overnight, you know, shit. But they've been doing it quietly and growing quietly. And now, over the past four years, COVID, they really started to pop because everything was all online. Um, 
yeah, I don't know, man. I, I have so many good things to say about train wreck and I could talk about them all day. So if you have any questions, I, I'll, I'll answer them. What have you, uh, what have you, what have you learned about yourself since like doing train wreck? Or, like has been like that opportunity, like unlock and anything like within you or just like yes. anything, anything. And I, I know it has, I'm just asking for obviously you know, uh, a whole new level of fresh air in my lungs and confidence in myself to know that anything big or small that I really think of, I could bring to life somehow. Like, <laughs> like I never thought I would be, I never thought I would be interviewing Dion Dawkins or being backstage talking to Benny the butcher or going and doing bacon, egg and cheese reviews with barstool guys who are legends who've been in the game for 10 years. Like, all those things happened because I trusted myself and I told myself from the jump when they told me in that interview, just to, you know, give you some background. They told me don't, they, they literally said, I wrote this down in a notebook. I still have the piece of paper. It said train wreck can be anything you want, but you have to create it. Like you have to make it that for yourself. So I took that very, very seriously because it's something that I wanted. And I knew that, and I believed in their brand because all what they were doing, I saw the direction that the city of Buffalo was headed because let's say Buffalo is fucking top tier on the map right now between mm-hmm. all the stuff that the sports teams are doing, the bills, you know, you and, and all those guys, BSF, and you got all these entrepreneurs that are doing dope shit, Legacy House, Buffalo, like all these brands that are literally themselves on the map because they built that foundation past whatever years. Mm-hmm. And I be a part of that so badly that I wouldn't let myself fail. I know that there's a potential there. I'm not just throwing my name out there to anyone. I'm only doing it to people and brands that I know that one, I can bring value to because I never want to fuck around with people's time or money. That is so important to me. And I know it's important to them on the flip side. I never want to fuck around someone's time or money. I only want to add value to what they're doing. So I know I have the skill and I know I have the potential. If I don't have the skill, I'm going to figure it out. You, what is like, what do you, what do you do exactly with train wreck? Like you were saying, elaborate on that. Like, yeah, bro, (laughs) I got off track a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So like you've, you've had the fortune of Deion Dawkins, um, Benny the Benny the Butcher. You did the boys at the Legacy House, which they're gonna just take off into a complete different stratosphere. Dude, they're going oh, crazy. Yeah, it's it's not even it's not even a question at this point. It's it's one thousand percent. They're gonna be they're gonna be huge. Um, Buffalo Food Slut. Like obviously, you see all the dope shit she's doing. You've been yeah. You, you did you did something with her as well. So like you're starting to like you know get the ball rolling for yourself and get your name out there, even though it's under the train wreck umbrella and stuff like that. But, like, what exactly have you been doing with these people that is, like, so dope? Like, what do you yeah. do for train rack? Um, what don't I do? I know that's a loaded question. But, yeah, man. So, like, right now, obviously, um, I'm doing a lot with, like, the the live shows. So, that go back, go, goes back to the events. So, we're doing, like, live shows. So, anytime the Bills have a game, we're at the stadium. If it's a home game, we're, we're there, like, four or five hours before kickoff we're recording content for our show uh tailgate talk which is presented by uh picasso's so we're doing stuff for for tailgate talk so we're doing interviews we're doing um reactions we're just getting on camera we're getting uh the city of buffalo culminated into one 20 to 30 minute video of just all the craziness that goes on for a game day and when it's an away game we're down at rec room downtown on chippewa where I met these guys a year ago um, and we're doing live shows there. So they have the block parties, which shout out. I think this episode drops Friday. So I could say come down to rec room on Sunday for the chiefs bills game. Going to be an absolute nutcase show, dude. That's where I met these guys last year at chiefs bills. And the whole block party is, is so fun. Uh, so yeah, social media, I do memes, a lot of the stuff you see on there. Um, 
that I, I post uh, on the Instagram and the Twitter with the memes, the Buffalo Bills memes and all that. Um, I'm just trying to make money for the brand and bring awareness to the brand. So anything that I can do to do that, whether it's on camera, behind the camera, editing videos, editing pictures, social media, podcasting, uh, going to events, um, designing shirts, which is something that I really have a good passion for. I don't do the graphic design itself, but creative directing the shirts that we're dropping um, this weekend, uh, the Buffalo logo um, with a train and uh, all that stuff. It's sick. I don't yeah, know. I do. I do literally everything in some capacity. No, of course, which is good. <laughs> so what? What? Which my bigger? At least my my bigger question for you is more so of like what is what are the things if you can say that you've learned from a business aspect that has like from obviously everything you've done at train obviously you're building things obviously behind the scenes you're seeing how their models and systems are with business as a whole and stuff like that like what would be like your top three if there are exactly three or if there's more like things that had you not had this experience you don't know when you would have learned it about how to scale how to build a social media thing like what what is that yeah um i'm not sure like hard technical skills or just like no it could be both uh we'll go we'll go with the hard skills and then we'll go with lessons hard skills i mean i've really gotten better at before i was never like on camera a ton but over the past year i've really been on camera a lot um i think that i've realized being able with bigger names and athletes and and uh personalities in, in the buffalo area is like preparation and um prepare and go back to what i was saying about not fucking with people's time or money being able to have a plan and, and deliver that and present that in a good way to someone will always make you more uh, easy to work with and that they would want to work with. So that's another thing. Um, and then just, just doing all the shit. Like literally, I didn't know any of this stuff, but just doing it, being consistent, learning how to use a camera. There's so many times I was at like, different events and i would see nick again we we bring him up but uh nick from uh you know justician and, and all that stuff uh and i would be like yo i need you to run me through this real quick literally at a live event just like two seconds he shows me and then i learn i'm just i'm a very adaptive guy so uh being able to learn on the fly is, is pretty important yeah no he's uh he's the man with that stuff because he's always willing to like help out and like, if you ask him a question, he always gets right back to you too. Um, yeah, he's very into that too because obviously, being a me being a train wreck guy, that he used to like help them or, or work with them a ton. Like I said, back when it first got going a little bit harder, would be like in the 2019, 2020, like COVID stuff. He was like yeah. working with them a lot, so he he understands and he helps out. How much now that you're like in it, and I already know what you're gonna say, but like now that you're now that you're in it and like you're doing shit more consistently, how much more um, addictive and obsessive is the like the process of it all versus like the actual like end result? Like obviously, like you got that inter you did an interview with all the people we named Benny, Deion Dawkins. Like, how much is it a shock to you now that you're doing it? that like and i feel like if people initially are always just like oh i want that end that like that end goal that that finish line and then once you get there there's that like oh well that's it like that was fun i want to do it again so you yeah. in turn become so addicted to the process of like i want to keep doing it doing it and doing it next person next person and like over that time you realize that like you get a little bit better every time you do it and like you end up building something like massive and then it also on the same breath you, like you said earlier, it makes you realize how much you don't actually know and you become addicted to the curiosity of it as well along with the process. Is that like something that like you're on now? Dude, I love to learn because I don't know anything. Also, it's so addicting. I wake up every day is like Groundhog Day and nothing nothing surprises me anymore in a, in a good way because yeah, it's, it is insane. Like doing even one of those interviews with one of those people would be 
you know, a great achievement. And you just look, you take a step back and you're like, it's not even about that. Cause these are just people, you know, at the end of the day, they just, they want to just be people and they have so much knowledge and game to offer and truly connecting with them and, and learning that what they have to say in that little bit of time is very important. Uh, that is what's so addicting to me is just like, cause everyone has a different background. So you can l- really learn a lot from everyone in just different ways, you know, whether it be verbal, nonverbal, um, how they, how they interact. Uh, it's, it's sick. I love it. You, uh, you obviously didn't go to business school or anything like that, but you have aspirations to, you know, own your own business one day, build your own business, you know, do business ventures per se and yeah. stuff like that. How, and I know me and you have talked about it more like off, off, um, not not on record or not on the podcast per se we talked about this because we talk a lot is more so of like how much more like value do you do you put on be knowing that you're adaptable and knowing that you're curious and knowing that like every single day like you're going to learn something new and you're also seeking out that information versus getting a four-year degree or not a not a four-year degree going and getting like a two to three-year business degree and never then educating yourself since then like especially with like the way the world's going and like how social media and technology are becoming more incorporated in our lives there's going to be a lot of like nuances like do you find that being that way allows you to position yourself to like strike while the iron's hot and in turn make you come across as luckier than others just because like you said you're not fucking with people's time you're not fucking with people's money by constantly learning and constantly looking for those new trends, you kind of have an advantage over someone that say just went to business school and just learned the the basics, but then never educated themselves or isn't as curious as you. Yeah. I think you have to have a great sense of like, because I don't think I would have been successful had I had only one of. So yeah, I went to college but I always felt like that wasn't enough to set me over the edge or keep me hungry. So I also did the outside work and like did projects or like learned from YouTube or TikTok or, you know, social media, whatever side. And on the flip side of that, if I only did that and I did like the social media stuff and the hands-on work, I don't think I would have been successful either because you learn a lot in school, in the classroom and from the people that you meet on campus and the professors. So I think having both really was advantageous for me. Um, And I think I needed it's really propelled me to where I am now. Not for sure. I don't, I don't even disagree in the slightest. What, um, and what are you doing now? Cause you're doing, you said you started a job, uh, Dave and Adam, so you're doing social media for them. Like what's, what's the vision there? Is it similar to train rack? Like what's it, is it completely different? Like what exactly are you doing for them? Cause they're a card company. So like in card trading and all yeah. that shit starting to become the wave again. Yeah, no. Um, like I said, I've only been there for two days, so I don't have a ton of experience under my belt with them, but yeah, I love the, the culture there is to be able to work for um, a top company in the industry while it's like really big right now and that it's been big it's been around for 30 years um, but it's very right now in culture it's really cool you know you get to see a lot of different things and that's that's the thing I love about myself (laughs) not to toot my own horn but I just love like learning different things like I was never huge into cards I had a little basic understanding being able to take the risk and apply my technical skill of social media to a new, uh, you know, what do you even call it? Like area of industry being cards and the hobby um, and just seeing where it goes. I'm really excited to take on this journey and there's a lot of cool people that work there and a lot of cool opportunities within the, with the space. So yeah, I have no idea where it's going to go. I'm just going to work hard and I just learn and, keep growing how'd you even get connected with them too so i was working at dick's and i you know i love the job but i felt like the whole time my heart was in buffalo so i had just been reaching out uh and looking for jobs and i applied uh to a bunch 
And one of the guys that works at Trainwreck, or I'm sorry, that like contributes to Trainwreck and works at Dave and Adams, uh, who does social media there, uh, Meerkat, one of my one of my guys, he he's like, yeah, we got some jobs, like try to apply. So I did. I applied for one, didn't get that one, but then they were like, well, let's see if we can get you in for anything else. And here I am doing social media for them. So again, goes back to the people aspect, treating people well and, and, you know, always building relationships with people. You never know where it's going to lead. So how um, do you, do you believe that people are, do you, do you believe that like uh, genuine relationships and people is the greatest asset someone someone can have like their network yep without a doubt uh i mean it's at least to me it's been the most successful thing and it's also the coolest thing is because like people like like i said everyone's got a different story and everyone's got a different mindset so you can learn from literally everyone and i don't care where you've been or where you're going i can learn something from you so uh and that every job I've gotten is because of someone else. It's not because of what's on my resume. It's not because of what I've done. It's because people know what I've done and they trust that I can add value. It all goes back to people and they take oh. risks on me. People help people. When you help people, people help you. No, quote that's that. I mean, yeah, we quote, quote that, that shit. <laughs> all right all right let's settle down <laughs> but no uh, but yeah, real no. i mean and you know that you've you've experienced that so many times no i know but i also think that like uh so, i also think but you have to be doing it out of genuineness i don't know yes. if that's a word you can't be no, a fucking snake just thinking oh jonathan's gonna help me do this if i if i tr- pretend to care about him or pretend to talk to him Nah, because people see that, see, see through that shit. Oh, you have yeah, to be I, real. Yeah, no, I could see right through, like easily now, just because like in the past I've been fucked over so many times. But I don't even, I don't even say it like that. Like it's just more so. It's like I know like what like where the intention lies, and you could tell based on how like the conversation's going of like what they're asking, what they're searching for, stuff like that. But I feel as though that like when you offer when you come from a place of like me and um, me and the kid, I, I mean, he doesn't for social media, he doesn't want people saying his name or doesn't want some kids knowing his name. So I won't go there, but like, uh, you know, the, the kid that does Buffalo AF, right. Um, he was saying that like he, what he loves most is how like doing these things, like you don't know what opportunity is going to come from it because you're creating organic and real genuine relationships with people, which you may need five, 10, 15 like years down the line but it's not from a like aspect of like oh i think this person's gonna give me something in return so i'm gonna just be buddy buddy with them and work with them no like you're building a genuine relationship with them that you don't know where it's gonna take you and you don't know if like one day the job that you want or like the opportunity you want is gonna stem from that relationship that you know you sparked at a bill's tailgate or like being you know, fucked up downtown one weekend, just shooting the shit with them. You know what I mean? And I always thought like me and you had that conversation of more so of like, we don't think that, I mean, that's ultimately a skill in and of itself, but that's like something that like we've talked about, like that we wish that like more people were put onto, or at least there was more of a conversation like with school and stuff like that of like people yeah. are the greatest asset. And like, I've tried to explain that to people and they think I'm like a fucking jackass. Oh, don't worry, dude. I get, I'm the same. Because way. they're like, they're like, like like no i would i i wouldn't do that like i don't have i one i don't have the courage to do it or i just i'm not like extroverted like that yeah or like i want to like use people when i not use people but like why would i ever want to like try and connect with people to build something or or make a relationship when i could just try to do it myself but i'm like no if you want to go somewhere you get far you got to like go alone you know yeah and one thing that like i always draw back to it's funny because i was explaining this to my grandpa i was explaining this to my grandpa the one day and he asked me if like i use people and i'm like no but like it's just a different like concepts um from like when he was our age and stuff but i was telling him how my one friend kyla like she went to mercy or she played lacrosse at mercyhurst and um 
honestly, I don't even know how we like became friends. Like that's still a mystery to us, but we would always just like shit talk back and forth because she went to Duke med school after Mercyhurst. And I'm a big Syracuse basketball fan, even though they're, they've been suspect recently. And <laughs> we would always like, anytime Duke was playing Syracuse, she would always like talk shit and vice versa. And like, she's a Ravens fan. I'm a Bills fan. So like, we'd always talk shit there, stuff like that. And then she came back um, for alumni weekend the one time. And she mentioned that like a couple other people were going down to Duke for a basketball game and that like, I should come, like I should come too. Cause like, we're all like, we all have like mutual friends. We're all mutual friends. And I was just like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to Duke. Like, I'd only go to Duke. Like, and I was saying this as a joke. I wasn't even being serious. I'm like, I'm only going to go to Duke if I could sit in the camera crazy section or I could sit in the student section and be like right on the court. But that was my way of being like, no, I'm not going. And like being a jackass about it. And then she was just like, no, like if you come during winter break, like some of my friends won't be there. We could use their tickets. And I'm like, yo, no way. Like you can't, you can't buy those tickets. So it's just like. So it's more so of like, I look back and I'm like, wow, like I got a bucket list experience just from a relationship that had nothing to do with Duke at the time and had nothing to do with that. And like, we were, you watched the Redeem Team documentary yet? No, I haven't. We were, they were talking about, LeBron was talking about how like, at first they were just like, yeah, like everyone fucking, everyone hates Duke. Like is Coach K really the coach for us and stuff like that? And they were just showing like, before they got to the Team USA aspect of it, they were showing how like, he coach K has like been dominant at Duke and just, and they showed little clips of Duke's campus and like the basketball and stuff. And I was sitting there with my mom and I'm just like, I still will never forget that experience because like to get to where our seats were, we had to go, like we walked through like a little tunnel and like had to walk on the court briefly to get to our seats. And then like, we're right there. Yeah. And we're right there underneath the basket, like front row, like right behind the media and, and stuff. And like, you're probably 10 feet if that from coach K and the Duke bench. And it's like, you're looking around and you're just like, yo, you cannot buy these tickets. Like you either have to know someone that goes there or like is connected with the program in some way, shape or form. And it's just like, I like how I was asking you, you look back and you're just like, holy shit. Like, had I not like developed a relationship with this person and stayed friends with them and it been genuine, this opportunity may never have popped up and I never may have got that opportunity. That's how I felt like standing there, like shooting the shit with like Gabe Davis, like on the field, like filming him and taking pictures of him. It's like all because I met someone at Mercier's that maybe like, maybe I went to a different school. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I would have never had this. Maybe I, maybe I never went to school. Maybe I said fuck that guy and never talked to him. Maybe I was just scared to go out and meet people. You know, like boom, 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 connect the dots, and then I started actually forty four. I got the dicks job because someone called me back, but that was based off my experience with exit forty four, and then I had the courage to go up to people in train wreck, uh, and then those people gave me the platform to build and grow and then that train wreck thing and exit 44 thing turned into uh david adams and now what now what now who now where do i go you know what i mean it's like everything is connected somehow how 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 old are you again i just turned 24 i was gonna say because you were yeah you were a freshman when i was a senior so I'm 28 right now. Yeah, you're and, old as yeah, fuck, boy. I, I ain't old at all, yo. I'm young. <laughs> um, but, no, and then isn't it crazy to think, like, oh, shit, like, you're four years younger than me. Like, where are you going to be when you're 28? You know what I mean? But I could say the same thing in reverse. Like, four years ago, I never thought like this. I never did things like this. I never saw a path for myself to create my, you know, like, I was like, fuck it. Like, things are going to work out for me. I don't got to put in the work. Just come to me and I can do whatever, do this, like, try this, whatever. Like, I'm not going to try to put any effort in anything. And then, yeah, nothing happened. And then, I don't know, one day it just flipped and I haven't looked back. It's weird, man. No, I feel that. And you know how I end every podcast. I always ask people, uh, I mean, you're a repeat guest, so you know, but I always ask people, like, if you were to meet your 18-year-old self, what would you tell yourself and why? We're going to do the same same exact thing now that, like, you've had that experience that you've had and stuff like that. And it's a little bit different because you had college and all that stuff like that. You can go back. You you can 
right? You, this time you're not 18. You're walking the stage at graduation. You just got your diploma. Like tomorrow is your first day that you're no longer a Mercier student. You just graduated. If you were to meet Cody then, what are you, what are you saying to Cody now? And um, what are what is one thing that had someone told you that day after you graduated that you would be like, get out of my face? Because you're just like, that's just not happening. That has happened. Well, to be fair, I graduated during COVID, so I never actually got a graduation, but, like, oh, whatever. Right. Yeah. All right, I'll fuck. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just fucking with you. Um, yeah. So what would I tell myself that I would need? Is that Was need. that the question? No, 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 not that we would need. What would you tell yourself looking, like, looking back, like, obviously, the journey the past two years, right? You yeah. graduate to where you are now what would you tell yourself then just like how i'm like oh when you're 18 what would you tell yourself at 18 what would you tell yourself now looking back on graduation day and then what is one thing that if someone came up to you second question came up to you on graduation day and said hey cody in 20 in october of 2022 this is going to be you that you if there's anything that applies that you'd be like yeah okay get out of my face like stop trying to gas me up um i know it's a loaded question but no, it's a good question. It's just a little tough to spot, but that I would tell myself on graduation day, like it, it's literally possible, and and that is so broad. But that's the beauty of it is so broad because I know what I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and want to do. But I already have that I'm going to do it. Like, that simple. Does that make sense? Like, I... No, that makes sense. No clue. Like, things pop up, ideas in my head. I'm like, yeah, I could... Maybe should I do that? But whatever I execute and go forth with, I know it's going to happen. It's going to work out. It might not be right now. It might not be in eight months. But when the time comes... It's going to happen and it's going to be so like full circle and feel good. And then the best repeats, you get a new idea and same shit. Uh, but if someone told me like, just, I, I genuinely, if someone told me that I was going to be that this sounds so, so like, like douchey, but if someone no, told me, if someone told me I could go out, to Wegmans I could go out to uh you know whether it be Wegmans whether it be downtown whether I'm walking into you know down the street that someone would go hey captain or hey it's the bacon egg and cheese guy or hey it's the guy from train wreck that's fucking unreal that anyone has any ounce of care to one recognize who I am or two even say a word about it that is that's pretty cool to me, and I never thought that would be something that would happen, and it just happened organically by being myself. So that's pretty dope. That is, and it just made me think of one more question. Yeah, who, let's go. Who actually no two, and then we'll end it on this. Um, who are three guests that you're you're manifesting interviews with? Like anyone in the works, or that I would want like bucket list where you're just like yo if i get these three people on i don't care if i never do this shit again yeah that's that's a sick question um oh fuck man uh josh allen would be like a a reachable local one i feel like Mm -hmm. um jerry seinfeld and fuck i don't know gotta be someone like gotta be like drake right i mean it's gotta be (laughs) it's gotta be drake right (laughs) drake and then no i feel that and then the second part to that is one thing one massive thing that you are putting out here on the record that you hell or high water are gonna make happen in the years to come wow that's bold that's bold i don't know if i could say that (laughs) 
No, but dude, my end goal is to uh, build my skills up, help build Trainwreck up to a point where it's like on top, like very sustainable, and like do that for a living. Like that is something I truly believe in. Um, fuck, dude. I don't know. You got like a five-year plan or something? I mean, the beauty of it is that it's like always changing. That is true. I always try different things. I want My goal is to fucking take over the bacon, egg, and cheese game. That's it. And there isn't one. So I'm starting a revolution. Well, you better get I want to go on a fucking world tour. I've already got episodes lined up with people down there. I'm going to the Barstool HQ. Yo, low key, don't don't be, you know? <laughs> no, I got I know. some That's people on, the, on the rise. I know. No, but I... my goal is to like just be in a place where I can go and do content anywhere I go and have like like with people like on Barstool, Big Cat could just call up Josh Allen or Blake or literally anyone and be like, yo, what's going on? Like live on a podcast. That is my goal is to like have a network of friends and people that I can connect with and, and make content with. That's just so sick to me. So oh, that's yeah. what I'm working on. I'm working on world. I'm working on a takeover right now. I'm going to get a tour bus. We're going to go try out every bacon, egg and cheese in New York city. <laughs> Yo, that would be hilarious. But all right, my man, I appreciate you doing this. You are one wild, wild, wild guy. What do you mean, bro? Um, where, um, if people <laughs> care to follow you, where where can they find you? What's the handle? Plug the handle. And uh, the app. What app are we going? Are we going Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? What are we doing? We're going Instagram. We're going at Trainwreck Sports. At Trainwreck Sports. I'm not even going to plug my personals because I'm more devoted to building this uh, this brand. At Trainwreck Sports on Instagram and on Twitter, it's at Trainwreck Sports, but there's no O in sports. S-P-R-T-S. I think that's how you spell it. Sports without an O. All right, well. Uh, And you'll see I'm always on there, man. I'm always grinding. Yeah, what do you you look like? Describe what you look like. (laughs) I am am a five foot ten six foot on a good day uh redhead uh beautiful <laughs> beautiful hair like conan o'brien uh and i wear vintage clothes and i that's it i don't think there's really anything else to it oh and on that we're out <laughs> thanks rab appreciate doing this